0: All right, say good morning, let us, let us begin. Sorry for the couple minute delay. I apologize. also on the microphone today, so emir I will uh, do my best, uh, do my best to project. Let's begin by thanking our sponsors, to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Teybe. See you all, I'm sorry. Kelman. In honor of the birth of their daughter Oriya Tahel, and in hope that all of the couples dominating for children will emerge Hashem soon have their Tfilos answered. Steve and Terry Zinn, in honor of their grandchildren Adin Svi and Naphtali Moshe, and Shirley Elbaum and in family in commemoration of the yard site of Shirley's husband. Jerry Elbaum Gakov couple ben Rabavram Menachem. We also take the opportunity to wish a very special Mazel Tov to Jeremy and Rachel Lassen on the birth of a baby girl. Wow. Mazel Tov. Wow. And we thank My and Chavi Abramson for dedicating the shir. In honor of little baby girl Lassen, we hope that she will grow to become an incredible Basisrael Israel, and her parents will be Zoha to be machnes her the torah Chuppah, chopah ule Tovim. Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, incredible! All right, so we'll with that, let us begin today's daf is Chav Ches. Ch- sorry, Chav Tes, twenty-eight. We no, sorry. Yes. Today's daf. Today's daf is Chav Ches. Right. Sorry, twenty-eight. Bar Hashem, did I put the right thing on here? Yeah, yeah, I did, I did. Okay, good. Sorry. So today's daf is today's daf is Chav Ches, twenty-eight. We are picking up on Chav Zayinu with base twenty-seven B. Let's just pick up once again from the beginning of the wide lines. We started we've got a little bit into it already, but let's just start. it'll go quickly. turn The people of the Mishmar would we'll go ahead and I've also remember again we pointed out the Gemara is using a lot of words. I know I don't have a microphone today i'm sorry I'm sorry, so I just work here. I just work here so, hey Sidi, so city so uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, right, right. So, Shabbos starts early, so they took over the microphone early. So, turn up on Anche So, we'll say, remember again, the. By the way, we'll say, if you can't, also feel free to move up. And there's still space over here in the front as well. I'm sorry, I'll do my best. So, maybe we should just buy a microphone. Let's buy a microphone. Good bidding will start at, uh, so, so, good. So, so again, so remember again, the Gimara is using the lotion of Mishmar and Maimud. so just for our purposes, Mishmar is going to refer to the people who are gathered in Yerushalayim, Maimud is going to refer to the Israelis who are gathered in their local cities, in as we've discussed. So the people of the Mishmar would daven. Al so the people of the Mishmar they would daven that the Karbanot should be accepted. Should be accepted. So the people of the Maimud, they would gather in their respective cities, and there they would go ahead and they would they would fast. They would, fast. they would fast four days out of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, as we discussed. No fasting Friday, no fasting Sunday. So the Gemara says something amazing. They would daven for different things on different days of the week. Beshemi Bishabis. I'm sorry, Beshemi Al Yardi Hayam. On Mondays, they would daven for the sea travelers. They would daven that those traveling by sea should be healthy, be whole, and be unharmed. Rashi says, "Why would they daven on Monday for sea travelers? Because on the second day, remember again, the Ma'amados their their entire service." is directly related and connected to my to the Genesis narrative. So on Monday, what does it say? The second day of creation, the sky, the sky will be within the, excuse me, the Rakiah will be with Sochamayim. We've spoken about this before. Interestingly enough, the entire essence of the Rakiah was to divide between the Maima Yonah and the maimal Tachtonim, the upper waters and the lower waters. So really, again, the creation of the Rakiah is a lot about water. And therefore on Monday, the second day of creation, the Rakiah, they would go ahead and daven for the sea travelers. Bishlishi on Tuesday, Aholchei Midbaros. They would daven for the welfare of those who traveled the deserts. So what's the connection? Look at Ashi. B'shlishi Aholchei Midbaros. T'chsev Basha. The Torah says that on the third day of creation, the waters were withdrawn and the land became visible. So they would therefore daven for the benefit of those traveling by land, traveling on the desert. Beravi. On Wednesday, the fourth day of creation, they would daven that askara, askara which was a disease. We spoke about Askara many times. It's some type of disease where the throat constricts and a person goes ahead and suffocates. So on Wednesdays, they daven that Askara should not negatively impact babies, children. We'll say, what's the connection here? This is incredible. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says, Raviyah la askera, hama oros." What happened on Wednesday? On Wednesday, the sun, the moon, and the stars were established. I will say the Torah says, "Let there be ma'oros luminaries." Ma'oros is written chaser, right? It's written deficient, so the way it's written without a vav, therefore it looks like the word me'iras. Me'ira means a curse means a curse. So therefore, on Wednesday, they would daven that this curse, that this askara, should not chas v'shalom go ahead, and should not chas v'shalom afflict the children. Now, I will say, if you look, if you have in your Gemara, the hagos unim, hopefully you have that in your Gemara, the bottom left-hand side, I think, it, it, it appears differently, places, different Gemaras, but it's on, on the bottom. You'll see there's a, little, there's a little footnote there, Ches. So Rashi says over here, he quotes Rashi, Barashi, because he quotes over the Yerushalmi. And the Yerushalmi says, So first of Rashi is quoting the Yerushalmi. Listen to this. So the Gemara elsewhere equates the, the sickness of Askara with Lashon Hara. There's a Midah, Knegan Midah. Rashon Hara is abuse of one's language. Askara, the constricting of the throat, unfortunately, over time, takes away from a person's ability to speak. So listen to this. ulash of Hara is avid biom dalid. They will say, what is the first recorded case of Lashinara? This is incredible. The first recorded case of Lashinara was on Wednesday, the Wednesday of creation. What happened on the Wednesday of creation? <laughs> so they both say, this is incredible. So, the, so the, he says over here that the first recorded instance of Lashinara was when Akhilesh created the sun and the moon. And the moon set Two kings can't share the same crown. Good, you're right. You know it's right. Go and diminish yourself. So the sun remains the primary luminary. And the moon becomes the secondary luminary. So why do we daven that askara ultimately shouldn't occur on Wednesday? Because askara is related to lashon right? And the first instance of lashon ultimately again was on Wednesday. They will say, what's dramatic about this is what? is first of all, again, it's a totally new dimension. Of what I'm saying Lashon Hara. We'll say, when you look at what the moon said, would you categorize that as Lashon Hara? Lashon Hara? No. No. In fact, again, by the way, the Rav doesn't reject the position of the moon. He says to the moon, you're right. You're right. Right? We'll say, in a leadership model, shared leadership doesn't work. There's got to be a final decision maker. Right? There has to be someone who is vested with the authority at the end of the day to say, yes, or no, you can be collaborative as much as you want, but there's got to be a Yoshe Rosh, so what the moon is saying is not incorrect, yet it's fascinating to see that the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu viewed it was, Lashon Hara Because implicit in those words of the moon Was something negative about the sun So you see just an incredibly scary dynamic of Lashon Hara That even if you actually don't say anything That is actively negative about someone Or something else But something negative can be inferred That's also Lashon Hara Dramatic Back to the Gemara Back to the Gemara On Thursday what would they in for? Ala ubros umenikos. They would it for the pregnant women and for the and for the nursing women. Ubros shaloyapilu, ishaloyapilu. So Ubros ultimately are the pregnant women that they shouldn't miscarry. Menikos Nikos Shianikospinaim and the nursing women that they should be able to nurse their child. What does this have to do with Thursday? Rashi says over here, Al Ubros tersivbe, Yishritsu Hamayim Sharetz Nefeshkaya. So both listen to this because what does it say on Thursday? On Thursday it says the sea creatures should should Aprovu uh, should um Procreate, She procreate. That's for the ubros, and ultimately, again, the meniko. Same idea. We will say this is fascinating. You're saying to yourself, "What? Where? Where does this tefillah belong? Where does this tefillah really belong?" On Friday, on Friday, the Neman. But remember, again, it doesn't happen on Friday. Why not? Why not? No ma'amados on Friday. No ma'amados on Friday. So on Thursday, they would daven for the pregnant and for the nursing women. Incredible. So the Gemara says as follows. I will say, by the way, I saw brought down. I saw brought down. Ben Yoyota brings down that even presently today, in the absence of the ma'amados, there's an inyan that each, each of these days has a skula to daven for each of these things, which is really quite amazing. In other words, embedded in the, in the natural order of the world is that there are certain days that are, you could daven for anything, any day, but there are certain days where it's a bit more ripe to dive in ultimately again for something. So again, we see that Mondays are for the sea travelers and Tuesdays are for the desert, the land travelers. And Wednesday is for the health of our children. And Thursday is ultimately again for pregnancy and for nursing. So it's just fascinating to see. There was no fast on Friday. Alts kavad Shabbos, alz kavad Shabbos, kavachom b'Shabbos, atzmo. So too on Shabbos itself, no fasting on Shabbos. Be'echer b'Shabbos, my said, get ready for this. This is wild. Why don't we fast on Sundays? Why don't we fast on Sundays? So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yochanan says, Rabbi Yochanan says, because of notes rim. Now the truth is, we generally translate notesrim as how Christians, the the, the the rishonim go a little well, the mafarshim go a little bit crazy on this because. It will say when there were Ma'amados, there weren't Christians going ahead and breathing down our back. So it doesn't, historically, Historically, it's difficult to understand what this is referring to. That's why many take out notes from him and they say Bavliim. They say Bavliim, that there were times of Gentile occupation. And again, the reason, it, the reason it works with Christians is because Sunday, right, Sunday is the Christian Sabbath. So if Jews start fasting, on the Christian Sabbath, so ultimately, again, the 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 um the Christians might get offended. But again, I'm just we don't have time to get into it now. But historically, many feel that the placement of Christians over here just seems to be out of place. I will say also, understand understand that by the rise of Christianity, already the temple service is long gone. Remember, again, I will say think about this in just a moment. The second base hamikdash was destroyed by the Romans. Right, Rome was not a Christian empire at the time that the Bess was destroyed. Right? Christianity becomes part of Rome much, much later on. So the, the, the intersection between Christianity and temple service historically doesn't really seem to, to be there. Again, some, something interesting to me, so whether it means not, whether it means Bavliim, it meant some type of, there, there was a period of Gentile occupation where fasting on Sunday would have been harmful to Jew-Gentile relations. So I will say, now watch this, there is another interpretation. Rabbi Shmuel This is incredible. Shmuel Barachmani says, what's Sunday, Rabbi Say? What's Sunday? Sunday, is the third day from creation, right? We're created on Friday, Friday, Shabbos, Sunday. I will say in general, there's a concept that three days after any dramatic event, there's a weakness, right? Where do we learn this from? Where's the first instance we see this from? Right, Shimon and Levi and, well, Avram, Avram, that's the first one, Avram Avinu, right? And then Shimon, Levi, and Shechem. Right? So I will say, so listen to this. The Gemara on the stands over here, this is incredible. Sharon Nachmani says that by definition, I have to tell you, it's amazing. Sundays, are just a more fatigued day. We'll say, anyone have this dynamic? Yeah. I, I find it amazing. I find it amazing. I'm more exhausted on Sunday, on Sunday, even though daf starts later, right? Daviding starts later. There's, it's generally a lighter schedule. So it's incredible. So says, Sunday is a more fatigued day. You ever wonder why Sunday is a more fatigued day? Especially for those of you who don't work on Shabbos, right? So in other words, so, so you know, Sunday is a more fatigued day, right? So what? You just got that. Good, right? I, I, so, 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 so what, what, what's the pshat what's the pshat because at the end of the day it's the third day from zero it's the third day from creation where any time there's a dramatic event that occurs three days out is when you really feel the effects now what I will tell you something amazing I saw brought down that in fact, this is the way to understand the notesrim. Rabbi Yochanan says notes doesn't mean Christians, but rather I, I forgot who I saw this in the name of Rabbi Yochanan and Rosh Hashanah are saying the same thing. Rabbi Yochanan says we don't fast on Sunday because of notesrim. Now we'll say what's what's the what's the shorash of notesrim? Yotzer creation. And then Rosh Hashanah says what does he mean when he says notesrim? Mifnei shlishi liyotzira. Because it's the third day from creation. And ultimately, again, once it's the third day out, that's when you feel the impact of being reborn. Which Rebosay tells you so many incredible things. Number one, number one, every Erev Shabbos there's a rebirth. Every Erev Shabbos, today Rebosay, today, Today is when HaKadosh Baruch Hu first created man. Each of us experiences a quasi-rebirth on Erev Shabbos. You ever wonder what the power of Erev Shabbos is? You know, Erev, Sh- Erev Shabbos, this is one of the gr- most incredible things. You know, when we arrived in Eretz Yisrael, we arrived there on Thursday afternoon. On and I will say, there is nothing, today I always say this, the best part of Eretz Yisrael is Erev Shabbos, is Erev Shabbos comes Thursday night, comes Thursday night, there's a different, there's a different feel. You go to the coastal Arab Shabbos, you go to Thursday, you, you feel there's just something different in there. We don't have the same type of Arab Shabbos here in America or anywhere in Gullah. So you just, you don't, you don't find it. What's the power of Arab Shabbos? The power of Arab Shabbos is that there's a rebirth. There's a rebirth. I, I am being reborn. Vaharaya, the Gemara says, I'm fatigued on Sunday. Why am I fatigued on Sunday? Because literally, I've been reborn on both sides. Today, right? You, I know we might feel a little bit tired, but we've been reborn. Both sides, I've been reborn. I've been reborn. My gosh, I've got to take advantage of this. I have a brand new beginning. I have to go ahead and tap into this new energy. That's Aleph. say, what do you see? This notion that I'm born on Friday but I don't feel the effects until Sunday, what a Mr. Haskell? Sometimes in life we do things and the implications or ramifications or effects of our actions are only felt until later. So often we make decisions and we don't give it all that much thought because we don't see an immediate reaction. But for every action there is a reaction. Often, more often than not, it's delayed. But just because you don't see a reaction right now doesn't mean that what I did doesn't have an impact. And how careful we have to be with our decisions. Because we think if there's not an immediate impact, ah, nothing's going to happen. It's not true. I'm born on Friday and don't feel the real impact of my birth until Sunday. What a metaphor for life. More often than not, when I make decisions, the impact is not felt until later on. Oh, but it's there. It's there, and how careful I have to be about the decisions that I make because every decision has an impact. Every action has a reaction. Let's go right there. Says the Gemara, incredible. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says as follows. No uh, good. I know we have to get to today's daf. This is ridiculous. I say, but, but again, it, it, this is overwhelming. Says, do you know why you don't? You know why you don't fast on Sunday? Listen to this. Because of the Nishama Yisera. Now, I say, the Nishama Yisera is on Shabbos. Right? On Shabbos, I have an extra added dimension of spirituality. Dumb Reish Lakish. Nishama nitna adam be Shabbos. Matze Shabbos, no tlin son. So I say, ultimately, again, I get Nishama Yisera, this extra added dimension of spirituality on Erev Shabbos. And then when is it taken from me? When is it taken from me? Matze Shabbos. So I say, Shabbos. She says, do you know why you don't fast on Sundays? Because I'm a bit tziburachin, right? I'm, I'm a little bit. I'm. I'm sad. I'm sad, I'm, I'm compromised. We'll say, right, why do we smell Bessamim? Bessamim are there in order to go ahead and gladden the Neshama. The sense of smell is linked to the soul. Because my regular Neshama is very sad about the departure of the Neshama yisira, the extra-added dimension of spirituality. So, says, I'm weakened. I'm in a more compromised state because the Neshama yisira has left. After all, he says, She'shena emar shavas Kevon Shabbas. Once I finished Shabbos, vay of the nefesh. Oh, I lost my nefesh. I lost my neshama. I will say Shabbos comes. I say. So you understand, by the way, the Friday Shabbos. What happens? Erev Shabbos, I'm reborn. Shabbos comes, I get in a neshama. You see, an extra dimension of spirituality, which tells me, by the way, that the two most powerful days of the week. Our erev Shabbos and Shabbos Kodesh. Shabbos leaves. Shabbos leaves. Shabbos vayi Nafash. Once I observe Shabbos, vayi Nafash is a contraction. I vay vay I of the nefesh. I've lost my additional neshama Yisera. I've lost it. I've lost it. And I both say there is such an existential sense of pain and sadness and weakness that Rish Lakish says we don't fast on Sundays. I both say, look at Rashi. Look at Rashi. Rashi says over here. Look at Rashi. Neshama Yisera, this is wild. Rashi says, "Shemarchivin daito lachila <laughs> u'shtiya." This is so interesting. Rashi says, "What does the Neshama Yisera do? Tell me, tell me. What's the power? I'd like to, I'd like to read the, the instructions and the fine print. Of the Neshama Yisera, right? I got it. What does it do? Rashi, I'm going to tell you. What Neshama Yisera does is it goes ahead and allows you shemarchivin daito. It expands your ability to eat and drink." You're like, Shkoyach. I knew it. I knew it the whole time, right? Shabbos, I could drink so much more. Barak Hashem. And I never knew what it was. I thought it was Shabbos. I didn't have to go to work. Now I realize it's my Nishama Yaseira. I eat more on Shabbos than I do. we will say, that's Nishama That's Nishama Yesaira. You could eat more, you could drink more. That's it. Tell me like I could learn Zohar. Tell me like I could, you know, explore the secrets of the universe. No, Nishama Yesaira, you will more, you say, what do you see? I will say, what's the highest level of Ruchnius? The highest level of spirituality is the ability to infuse spirituality into the physical and into the mundane. You see, that's the greatest step. To be spiritual, divorced from the physical, that's not a great accomplishment. That's easy. But the ability to take an act of eating and to turn it into an avodas Hashem, the ability to take a lechaim and to turn it into an avodas Hashem, that is the pinnacle of spiritual accomplishment. And that is the neshama yiseira. The power of the neshama yiseira is that it allows you to infuse a dimension of spirituality into what would otherwise be physical mundane things. The same things that I'm doing Sunday through Friday that often lack holiness, the neshama yiseira has the ability to infuse holiness. We'll say the pinnacle of human accomplishment is to infuse spirituality and holiness into the physical and into the mundane. Incredible. Let's go back there. Says the so now we're going to go through the Torah reading of the Ma'amodos, right? So the Israelim are gathered in their respective cities, and they're going ahead and they're reading through Maiseh Barashas. So it says, They would read the section of Barashas with two, two aliyahs, and Yehiraqiyah in one. So I'm saying is one aliyah, because it's three psukim. But how can you read the section of Barashas? How can you go ahead and read the second of barishas? with two aliyahs? At the end of the day, there's only five psukim. To which the Gemara says, Torah, al- psukim. And we'll say, you know, that when you read from the Torah, you can, one aliyah can never have less than three psukim. So how do you divide up the section of what we call Bereshis, which is only five psukim, between two aliyahs? No problem. Rav Amar Doleg. Rav says, not a problem. What do you do? We'll say, Doleg literally means skip. But in this context, it means repeat. Repeat. In other words, read three psukim for the first dola, right? And then go back and begin the second aliyah at the third pasik as well. So you'll make five psukim into six psukim. Shmuel says, no, 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 just divide a pasik into two. Divide one pasik into two. So read one, two. And then take pasuk 3, divided into two. So half of three will be the third pasuk for the first Aliyah. And the second half of three will be the first pasuk for the second Aliyah. Rav <laughs> Amar <speaking> my time, my time, my time, my, room, my say, Rav who says, you repeat, why doesn't he say, you split? <speaking> <speaking> because there is a cloud. The cloud is any pasuk that Moshe Rabbeinu did not split we cannot split. I'll just tell you, there's an interesting, because it's Erev Shabbos, there's an interesting ramification of this. I'll both say, some have the minog on Shabbos day to only say, right, Kiddush on Shabbos day is only Hagofen. Right, Hagofen. We call the Kiddush Shabbos only Hagofen. Some say, Al-Kin Beirach. Right, Al-Kin Beirach. Both say, the post right down is a problem with just saying Al-Kin Beirach. Why? It's a piece of a pasuk. It's a piece of a positive. The Arach HaShulchan is not stick He finds, he finds justification for it. But again, just, I just want to point out that some say just Al-Kin Birach is a problem. So it's Kedai. It's Kedai. You have anyway, right? You have a few extra minutes. Say the whole Kedish. Say the whole Kedish, right? There's just two paragraphs there. Right, but it could die Not to just say Al-King Birach In any event So the Gemara says Shmul says he split a Pasek Is that true? Do we split So listen to this Does Shmul really say That we split Sukim? After all We have this man Rabbi Hanina Kra. Rabbi Hanina means Rabbi Hanina, the, the, the teacher of reading or the scribe. Right? Rabbi Hanina was an expert in reading. And what did he do with his expertise? He taught children how to read. He taught children how to read. So what happened? And Rabbi Hanina said, you know, I wanted to split up the psukim for the children. And ultimately, again, and, and, and I was only allowed to, below Hitterly, right? I'm sorry, this is Rabbi Hanina I'm sorry. Rabbi Hanina Krah, he says, Rabbi Hanina Agadol gave me a big problem and would only let me split it up because there was no other choice. It was the only way to go ahead and teach the children. <coughs> so you see that splitting up sukim is not pashit. To which the Gemara says, Shmuel, has some time my mission, the law How can I with Shmuel says, you right. We don't generally want you splitting up psukim, right? We only let you do it when? When there's no other option. So just like for the teaching of children, there was no other option. So too over here, in order to go ahead and make five psukim suitable for two olim, for two aliyos, you have to split a Pesuk. With Shmuel, who says that you split a Pesuk, why doesn't he just accept Rav's approach and just repeat a pasik? Repeating seems to be so much easier than then splitting. Both say, this is incredible. They both say, you know, some things don't change, right? What are the things that don't change? There are always people who leave early, and there are always people who come late. So what Shmuel is concerned about is like this. If you repeat a Pasak and a guy leaves early from shul, and let's say he leaves after the first Taliyah. He's going to leave after the first Taliyah, the first Ola Red 3 he's going to see what's left for the second aliyah. All he sees is what? two psukim. And he's going to erroneously understand that you could even do two psukim for an aliyah. He doesn't realize that they're going to start, right, a pasuk early for the ola number two. Similarly, if a guy comes late and he comes by the second ola and he sees that the second aliyah is starting to really the third pasuk in, he's going to think that the first ola only read to psukim. So therefore, in order to avoid any type of erroneous understanding, Shmuel prefers to split the pasuk rather than to go ahead and Repeat it. So let's analyze. So if you, have a, if you have a section, a paragraph of six P'sukim, you could read it ultimately again with two ideas. And if you only have five P'sukim, We'll say, so what happens if you only have a section of five P'sukim? So ultimately again, read three P'sukim for the first Ola. And for the second Ola, read two P'sukim from this paragraph. And what? And what? One from the next. One from the next. The And others say, no, no, no. Once you're starting a new paragraph, you have to read a minimum of three Pesukim from the new paragraph. So I don't understand. Why? Well, so we just said if you only have a paragraph of five Pesukim, you can make that into two aliyas. How do you make it into two aliyas? According to Rav, repeat. According to Shmuel, according to Shmuel, split. So why does the Gimara say, no, no, no. If you only have five Pesukim, Read three for the first dola, second for the second dola from this paragraph, and then read another couple of psukim from the next paragraph, to which the most shiny hasam, tap of chaf the di Raf. ravcha. It's different, Rebose, over here. Why? Because there's an etza. See, saying remember, when you could go ahead, when you don't have to split or repeat, that's of course better. Everyone's going to agree that that's better. What, what's the problem over here by, by the Ma'amados? By the Ma'amados is we have some very specific psukim, some very specific psukim, for each and every day. So you don't really have latitude to continue into the next paragraph. So because of that, that's when we have to get into skipping or we have to get into ultimately again, splitting. I will say we know that we do run into these type of situations as well. And when we do, we pass in like Rav, we repeat psukim rather than split psukim. Okay, I will say, good. Good, Mazel Tov, good. So I will say, says the Gemara, so, both sides. so the Gemara says as follows. So remember, what is the Gemara, What was the Mishnah saying? Both is the Mishnah saying that halacha and Musaf? We read it from the Torah. And by Mincha, by Mincha, we read it by read it by heart. The Torah reading. So the Gemara says, This is what it means to say. Or maybe it means like this. Shachris, we read it from a safer, but already by Musaf and Mincha we read a Also, Remember again, we're referring to the section of the Ma'amado's, right? The Ma'amodos are reading Different pieces of my each and every day. We're just unclear how to read the Mishnah. Are they reading it from the Torah, shachris and musaf, and then by mincha they're reading it by heart, or are they reading it shachris from a sefer and by musaf and mincha reading it by heart? To which the Gemara says Tashma. Let's analyze this. Sanya b'shachris u'bemusaf nichnas on the base hakneses ve'korin kiderosh korin kolashana. So we'll say here the Bray says a bit more explicit by shachris and mincha. They come into shul by the ma'amados, and they read from the Torah in the way we read from the Torah throughout the year. Mincha, but by mincha time, Yachid Korah all Alpeh. By mincha, ultimately, again, individuals read it bal peh. Says so Gemara. One second. I'm um, Rabbi Yosi. de Torah al peh. Is that appropriate for an individual to read things bal peh in the context of a congregation? Ela. Rather, I will say what happens is as follows. Bottom line, here's how the Ma'amados work. They would gather in the morning, and in the morning and by Musaf, they would have two Krios. Right? Two krios. They would read again, My Seberations by Shachris, My Seberations by Musaf. And how would they do it? How would they do it? From a safer Torah. Then when they would gather again by mincha, they would once again read the same section, but this time not with a Torah, but rather how would they read it? Together but... Baal Peh. So, so now we know how they split up the aliyos, right? Now we know how they, when they read it from Torah, when they read it, in Peh. Beautiful. So remember again, the Mishnah said, any day which there we read Halel, there is no Maimud service. Says the Gemara, Was there seen this and that? So, in other words, the Gemara says, why is it? The, 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 we didn't quote this, but the Gemara said, when there is a, when there is carbon Eitzim, carbon aitzim pushes off the Maire, or I should say, cancels the Maire of ne'ilah, but ultimately, again, not Mincha. So I will say, why is that Mahefesh Ben Zalazah, Divrei Torah, Divrei say, this is fascinating, because the Gemara says, Mincha is Doreisa, ne'ilah is drabanan, which I will say is fascinating. What the Gemara is essentially saying is that the concept of Mincha is Biblical, right but ultimately again neila is only therefore again when you're canceling the maimut service by carbon 8 sim will cancel the maimut of neila but we're more reticent to cancel the maimut of Mincha beautiful what does it mean when it says remember the other thing that cancels a maimut is what carbon 8 so, why does it say Zman Itzim HaKohanim Va'am? What's that Lashin? It says the Gimara. Here we go. This is incredible. Amru Kisha Alu Hagola. Lomatsu Eitzim Belishka. We'll say we spoke about this yesterday, when the Jews came back, when the Jews came back and they were rebuilding the Beis HaMikdash, and I remember again, when many of the waves came back, they already found the Beis HaMikdash in a semi-state of construction. So what happened? They found there was no wood in the Lishka Sa'itzim. Remember again I will say. remember from our days from Yuma, we had our image of the Beis HaMikdash, you walked into the Azari, you walked into the courtyard and there were four major chambers. One of those chambers was called the Lishkas Ha'it, in the chamber of wood. Kishmo That's where they kept all of the wood. Remember again, what would happen in that chamber? That's where the Kohanim, who were Ba'alimumin, even if you were a Koni or a so you couldn't do the Avodah, what could you do? You could deworm wood. You could deem wormwood. So that's where they, that's where they worked. And that was the Ha'itzim. So they found there was no wood in the Lishkas Ha'itzim. These particular families, the four families that we mentioned yesterday, So these families came along and they pledged, they donated, Wood to the base hamikdash. And the neviim instituted that even if the lishka, even if the chamber of wood is filled with wood, nevertheless these individual families have the schus to go ahead and bring wood to the base hamikdash. Beautiful. So we'll say that's why he it calls it. So it calls it, it. Calls it. So ultimately, again, this is where the Kohanim worked, and ultimately, again, the Am refers to the four families who donated wood. Beautiful. So we'll say. So remember, again, back in the Mishnah. Back in the Mishnah, the Mishnah also spoke about the following. The motion the Mishnah said, Ubine Gonve Eli, Ubine Kodse Kitsios. So again, on the 15th of Av, on the 15th of Av, there were a bunch of families who brought wood. Amongst those families were mentioned were Bnei Gonve eli How do you translate Bnei Gonve eli Literally again, the sons of the pestle thieves. Not pestle like an idol. Pestle, P-E-S-T-L-E. Right? Like like the thing that you go and use to grind. Right? So ultimately again, the sons of the pestle thieves, or Bnei Kitsios, and the sons of the fig harvesters. So who is that? So both we'll say, "Get ready for this story. This is incredible." Tan ma ha you binei gon veeli u binei kodesh katzios. Get ready for this. Both we'll say, "First white line." Chaf chesam adalif. Omru, pam achas gazra hamalchus gezirah yisrael shaloyavi itzin l'ma aracha v'shaloyaviu b'kormi yerushalayim v'oshivu. So we'll say one time the government decreed, Gentile government decreed, the Malchus decreed, that you're not allowed to bring Bikurim. Well, the truth is, they say you're not allowed to bring wood for the Mizbeach, and you're not allowed to bring Bikurim, first fruits. We'll get to the wood in just a moment. And what did they do? They posted centuries. They posted centuries on the roads. So I will say, unfortunately, where where did the Gayim learn from? They learned from us. Kaziravam ben Nevat, right? The first king over the split kingdom posted sentries along the road, preventing the Jews of his kingdom from being Ola Regal. He wanted to consolidate his monarchy. So unfortunately, again, the, the the Gentile monarchy gleaned this idea from us. We did it to ourselves. They did it to us also. Posting centuries to prevent us from being over We'll say, watch this. Get ready. This is incredible. Says the Gemara, What did the kshirin? We'll say, what did the do? Right? We'll say, no, it's interesting. What's a kasher? What's the definition of a kasher? A kasher is someone who even when something is difficult, will still try to accomplish. Say, the unfortunate reality of human nature is that most times if something becomes too difficult, what do we do? What do we do? We just, we just let it go. We just let it go. Say, the mark of an Adam Kasher is that even when something becomes difficult, he perseveres. So what did the Kshirim do? Most people just gave up. Oh, there are centuries on the road. Forget about it. What did the Kshirim do? The said, this is so beautiful. Heviu saleh b'kurim on b'ktsiyos. They brought a basket of bikurim, but they covered the, the basket with figs. Figs they took them and they put a they put a pestle on their on their on their shoulder. When they came to the sentries, the sentry said, "Where are you going?" They said, "Oh no, no, we're just going to press figs." Right here are the figs. Right here's the pestle. There's a mortar over there. We're just going to press figs. Don't worry about us. And what happened? <speaking in Hebrew> Once they got past the centuries, they removed the layer of figs. They revealed ultimately again the Bikurim. Itchrum <speaking in Hebrew> b'salim. They decorated the beautiful baskets. <speaking in Hebrew> and they brought Bikurim. And we'll say that's a kosher. That's an Adam Kasher. An adam kasher is that even when something looks difficult, he doesn't throw in the towel. But instead he tries to figure out how could I make it happen. We'll say all too often when something becomes difficult, we use it as an excuse to absent ourselves from the process. And that's how most people act. But we, each of us, strives to be an Adam Kasher. And the an Adam Kasher, even when he sees a century on the road, even when he finds a roadblock, he's going to find a way to get past it incredible. So I will say, that's that's Gom Veili. These people were called the sons of the Pestle thieves. Why are they called thieves? Because they kind of like stole their way past the centuries, right? They, they were it was like Geneva's Nas. They stole their way past the centuries. They so both say incredible. Tana, Hey nenein b'e and Hanaf, Hanatufti. These are also the sons of Salamai the Netufti. We'll come back to them in just a moment. Tanra, Banan b'nei Salamai You both say what happened with the sons of Salamai Tufti Listen to this. One time, the Gentile government decreed you can't bring wood. Now, both say that is a genius decree. Why is that a genius decree? Because that's all you have to do. Just tell people you can't bring wood. If you can't bring wood, then what? Then what? Nothing happens. Right? No carbonos, no ketores, nothing. Nothing happens. So the easiest way to shut down the mikdash is a wood embargo, right? No wood. So I say, get ready for this. This is incredible. And again, they put sentries on the road. I say, here it doesn't call them, kshirim. it calls them. Yirei and we'll say, what did the Yirei Chay do? We'll talk about this just a moment. What did the who fierce do? Sufirs, and what did they do? Shibosadar? <laughs> Sadar. This is incredible. Heviu Gizre'en. vaas Only Jews. Only Jews. So we'll say, what did they do? They took pieces of wood. And what did they do with pieces of wood? They made ladders. They made ladders. <laughs> and they put the ladders on their shoulders. Ke'ven <laughs> the <laughs> When they came to the sentries. Amr-la'amelech and atem hol-chim. The sentries said, where are you going? Amrullaham, Lahavi goes, Los Mishab Shafanainu, Obu Slum Sha'al Qasin and said, Oh, us, don't worry. We're just going to retrieve doves from our dove coats. Vaharaya, here are our ladders. Here are the ladders. Shabbos said, listen to this. once they pass the centuries, Pirkum Vevium Vahalum Yushabh said, So what do they do once they pass the centuries? They disassemble the ladders, and suddenly what do you have? Wood. Would incredible. They brought the wood to Yerushalayim. And about these type of people, we say zecher that the tzaddik is remembered for blessing. And unfortunately, about Yeravam the and his cronies, ultimately again the shame The the name of the wicked should rot. So just point out something very interesting. In the first story, they call the guys, Benegon Ve'eli Sharon. In this story, they call them Yirei Now, I will say, it's interesting, why, why are the guys of the latter? why are the guys of the latter story, why are they called Right, why are they called So I will say, so what I'll just point out, it, and by the way, the, these are the individuals in the Mishnah who refer to, yeah, so good. So Rebbe'll say, so why, are they, so these, I'm sorry. So these are the individuals who are... Th- these, these individuals are, are Bnei Salmoy Hanav Tusi. Or excuse me, hanavtusi. Those are the people who went ahead and smuggled the wood. Why are they called Yure hate? So let's take something very quickly. We often translate hate ultimately as what? As sin. The truth is the Maral of Prague tra- explains that the real etymology of hate is not sin. Hate means absence. You see, when I do something wrong, what I really do is... I create a void of holiness. I create a void of holiness. That's really the real ramification of chait. Is not that I've done something wrong, but I've created an absence. I've created a void that is devoid of holiness, that is devoid of Kiddusha. So we'll say perhaps what Yirei chait means, people who are afraid of losing out on opportunities. You see, people who are afraid, Yirei chait means I don't want to create voids of emptiness in my life. I don't want to lose out on the opportunity to fill my life with holiness. I don't want to lose out on the beautiful opportunities. That's what it means to be a yirei chait. To be a yirei chait is a person who fears leading an empty life. That's what chait is. Chait is an emptiness, chait is a void. Yirei chait are people who are afraid of leading unfulfilled, empty lives. And people who are afraid of leading empty, unfulfilled lives, what do they do? They seize opportunities. And even if the opportunities are difficult, and even if the opportunities are a bit convoluted, and even if the opportunities are a bit problematic, the Yirei find a way to seize them. Because they both say the greatest fear in life is not the fear of doing something wrong. We all do stuff wrong. The greatest fear in life is leading an unfulfilling life. Is leading a life that is void of meaning, is leading a life that is void of seizing of opportunity. That's the yirechet, And therefore again it's the yirechet over here who went ahead and ran after the opportunity to bring wood to the base amikdash. So I both say we emerged to two incredible things. The definition of a kasher is someone who even when something becomes difficult ultimately goes forward. The definition of a Yirei Chait is someone who is not going to let the opportunities of life pass by. And the Gemara says, if you find the strength to be a Kasher and you find the strength to be a Yirei Chait, I'm afraid of losing my opportunities. Therefore, again, I grab my opportunities. You go ahead and you live a life of a Kasher, a What does Chazal say about you? Zechertzadik Levracha. Zechertzadik Levracha. say, we should all be Zochah to be the kind of people even when things become difficult we personally move forward and we should become the kind of people who are scared of leading unfulfilling lives unfulfilled lives and therefore we seize our opportunities even when they are difficult it's incredible. It's incredible. Good. We're gonna to switch to Amud Yomi. Imir Hashem starting next week. Says "Let's go back there." Best Shembo, Bnei Pach, Bnei Pach, Bnei Pachas Ben Yehuda. Tana. So I'll say this is just going through the names in the Mishnah. So Tana, Bnei Pachas Moab Ben Yehuda, Hain Hain Bnei David Ben Yehuda. Pachas Ben Yehuda is the same thing, right? Pachas Moab Ben Yehuda is the same family as Bnei David Ben Yehuda. different mayor Meir, Rabbi Yosi, no, says he says Hain Hain Bnei Yoav Ben Suri. He says no no no. Bnei Pachas Moav Ben Yehuda is the same thing as Bnei Yoav Ben Suriya. So all the can is there may be some identical names over here. Adin Ben Yehuda. The twentieth of Elul were the sons of Adin Ben Yehuda. Tan Rabbanav Ben Yehuda, Hain. Benei David ben Yehuda. So what's another brayisa? Benei Adin ben Yehuda. It's the same family as Benei David ben Yehuda. Div Rabbi Huda. This was Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yossi or Rabbi Yossi says, "Hain hain Benei ben Suriya." Okay. Be'echad v'Teves Shavu Benei Parush Shnia Both the first of Teves. Remember again, first of Teves was a major day. Why? Why? Carbon Eitzim, right? Carbon Eitzim, Carbon Musaf, and Hallel. Because remember again, Rosh Chodesh Teves is what is what Chanukah. See so that that is like the most supercharged day. So the Gemara says, money must Who is the Mishnah? So Lore Meir, v'Lor Rabbi Yehuda. Why it's not rabbi, huda or, it's not rabbi Meir or Rabbi Yehuda. Why v'Lor Rabbi Yossi. E Rabbi Meir Listni shavu b'nei David ben Yehuda. Because if it's Rabbi Meir, he'll say that really it's b'nei David ben Yehuda. Shnia second time. E Rabbi Yehuda Listni shavu b'nei David ben Yehuda. Shnia E Rabbi Yosi shavu b'nei ben Shnia. i we'll say again, just going back and linking back to the fact that according to these different opinions, the names are repetitive. Leola There are two different tanoim in the opinion of Rabbi Yossi. Beautiful. In the first of Teves, there was no maymed. Why is there, again, as we just said, why is there no Maimed on the first of Teves? Because remember again, carbonates him, Chanukah, Hallel, and ultimately Karban Musaf of Rosh Chodesh. So, Markeh she should read Rav Chisda Rav Ashi. So, Markeh she should send Rav Chisda Rav Ashi. Maishna Hallel did dachi diday or Maishna Musaf did lo dachi didei. I say, watch this. This is fascinating. Why is it that on any day when there is Hallel, right? Hallel, halal cancels the Maimed of Shachris. Right, Whenever there's just a stam halal, halal cancels the maimed of shakras. So, why is it that halal cancels its own maimid? Now, I will say, interestingly enough, the, the Mishnah said that when there is musaf, what happens musaf? When there's a day when there's musaf, there's no maimid when? By mincha. by mincha. So, why is the That doesn't make sense. When there's halal, which is recited during shakras, halal cancels. The Maimut of Chakras. Yet the Mishnah said that when there is Musaf, Musaf cancels the Maimut of Mincha, but doesn't seem to cancel what? Doesn't seem cancel what? The Maimed of Musaf. Of Musaf. Vashi, um, hashta I took it for granted. I took it for granted that if, that if the presence of Musaf goes in and cancels the Maimut of Mincha, it certainly cancels the Maimut of what? Of Musaf as well. coming up. This is what I mean to say. What I mean to say is like this. Why does Musaf have an impact on the Maimid of Mincha? Remember again, just just to clarify, what are we talking about over here? We've established that essentially there's a Maimid during Shachris, during Musaf, during Mincha, during Ila. right? What what, what does it mean that there's a Maimid? What does it mean that there's a Maimid during Shachris and Musaf? What does that mean? What does that mean? Kriya Torah. right? We're davening, we're laning, There's there's a service. So now, what, what the Mishnah established is any day where there's halo, halo cancels the mitzvah of shachris, and we just said before that where there's musaf, musaf cancels the mitzvah of mincha. To which "I don't understand. Why does musaf have an impact on the mitzvah of mincha? Let musaf have an impact on what? On what? On the mitzvah of musaf. On the mitzvah of musaf. If, you write, if you're right, you're a friend of Rabbi Yosi. What does Rabbiosi say? This sign, Rabbiosi Omer, Kol Yom Shiyesh Bal Musaf." Yeshba, Maimid. Rabbi Yossi said, Any day where there is Musaf, there will also be a Maimid. Maimid de Mai. Which Maimid are we talking about? a Ma'imid de Shachris. If you want to say it's the ma'amid of Shachris. So that's obvious. Ha-Tanakama Nami kamar. Tanakama also holds that there's a ma'amid of Shachris. Ella Maimid de Musaf. Rabbi, you have to say, maybe Rabbi Yossi is saying is, any day where there is a Ma- any day where there is Musaf, there will be a Maimid during Musaf. So the Gemara says, nami lo dachi. Is that true that where there's musaf, there's going to be a maimed by musaf? Doesn't it make sense to say that musaf ultimately again should cancel the maimed of musaf? Ella de mincha. But rather, again, you have to say that ultimately again, any day where there's a, any day where there's musaf, musaf will cancel the Maimed of mincha. To which the Gemara says, "Aye, what about carbonates and dachi? Does carbonates and go ahead and push off the maimed of mincha?" Rather, it has to be talking about a delay of the moment of Niila.h Shmah what do we see from here? Dideh dachi, Delav dachi, Rather, I what you have to more appropriately say is as follows, that halacha halacha whenever there is something unique happening, that unique aspect cancels the maimed which it corresponds to, right? The suggests, it's very simple. What it means is, for example, halal. When do you say hello? When do you say hello? Not a trick question. When do you say halal? Shach- Shachris. Therefore, again, hello will cancel which maimed? Shach- right? Shachris. Shachris. there when you say Musaf, Musaf will cancel which maimed? Yeah. Musaf. Musaf. The exceptions might be Things like carbon eight sim and things like that. So the Gemara says, I Velisne Velisne Nami say, remember again. So in the so therefore what comes out from the Gemara over here is any special occasion will cancel the Maimed corresponding to that special occasion. So if you're saying Halal, Halal will ultimately cancel the Maimed of shachris You have Musaf, Musaf ultimately again will cancel the Maimed of Musaf. Now there is an exception. What's the exception? The exception is Te- Rosh Chodesh Tevis. Because what happens on Rosh Chodesh Tevis? That you have a confluence of events. What do you have on Rosh Chodesh Tevez? Let's go through this. Number one, number one, Halal because it's Hanukkah. Number two, Karben Musaf. Because it's Rosh Chodesh, and number three, what else do you have? Carbon aysim. So on a day like that, where you have halal musaf carbon Eitzim, that'll cancel the Maimed for the entire day. Now I both say the gemara makes it the mishnah makes it sound like, like the only day like that where the entire Maimed is canceled is Rosh Chodesh Teves. The gemara says, "I what about what about what about." Why don't we also the 1st of Nisan? Because what happens on the 1st of Nisan? Why do you have Halal on the 1st of Nisan? Why? Rosh Chodesh. Karban Mosav. Why Karban mosaf? Rosh Chodesh. And Karban Eitzim. Rosh Chodesh Nisan was also one of the days for Karban Eitzim. So I say, why don't we say Rosh Chodesh Nisan should be just like Rosh Chodesh Teves? And just like on Rosh Chodesh Teves, you've got... Actually, you have Chanukah. Right? Halal, Rosh Chodesh, carbon mosaf, carbon Eitzim, and therefore no moment. Rosh Chodesh Nisan should be the same thing. I've got Halal, Rosh Chodesh, I've got carbon mosaf, Rosh Chodesh, and I've got a carbonate sim. said this is incredible. Amoravah, um, Zosomeres, Halalah, Deberesh, Yarchalav, Deorais, Sa'a. I'll tell you why it's not the same. Because I both say, the halal of Rosh Chodesh Teves is the halal associated with what? With what? Chanukah. The hallel of Rosh Chodesh Nisan is a hallel of, of Rosh Chodesh. a hallel of Rosh Chodesh, hallel of Rosh Chodesh, is not a biblical hallel. It's not a biblical hallel. I will say, watch this. There are eighteen days throughout the year. Where an individual recites a complete Hallel. What are the eighteen days? Here we go. So what are they? Eight days of Sukkis. They both say there aren't eight days of Sukkis. There are only really seven days of Sukkis. And what? And what? Shmini Atzeres. But we're counting it as eight days of Sukkis. Shmonas Mei Achad. Shmonas Mei Eight days of Chanukah. Yom Tov Arishon Shav Pesach. First day of Pesach. So we'll Yom Tov So these are the 18 days in which we finish Halal. But will say, these are the 18 days in which Halal is what we call Doraisa. Now, we'll say, I know what you're thinking. How could Halal be Doraisa by Hanukkah? Hanukkah is in remember again. What it means is like this there is a Doraisa obligation to recite Halal for any situation of complete deliverance. Hanukkah. Even though it is a rabbinic yumtiv, is amazing, satisfies the biblical criteria. So we isn't that incredible? So there is a mitzvah da'oraisa to recite havel on Hanukkah, which is a yumtiv da'abonon. Mind blowing, no? Incredible, incredible. In any event, will be all right. in so we'll the Gemara says, "Oh, u And in golos you have additional days. instead of eighteen days, it's twenty-one days, right? Because remember again, it's the same days. It's the same days. It's just we have extra days of yomtiv. Tisha Simayachad. Shabbos we don't have eight days of Sukkis. We have nine days of Sukkis. Shemona Simay Same eight days of Chanukah. Shnei Yomar Rishon Shal Pesach. We don't have one day of Pesach, but rather two days of first days of Pesach. Ubeis Yomto Shal and two days of Shavuos. So it's the same days, but the eighteen become twenty-one. Shabbos so what do you see from here? What's missing from this list? Shabbos says, what's missing from the list? What's it? Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh. There is no din of halal by Rosh Chodesh. The din of Hallel is only a halal of deliverance which only applies on days of deliverance slash days of biblical yomtiv. Kashvu is, technically speaking, is not a day of deliverance, but it's a day of biblical yomtiv, therefore you say halal. So i will say, watch this story. Rav Rav Bavel. Halil he saw they're reading halal on, on Rosh Chodesh. Several He wanted to stop them. He thought they were doing something wrong. We'll say, do you hear this? Rav said, halal on Rosh Chodesh. Who says on Rosh chodesh? That's ridiculous. He wanted to stop them. Listen to this. Once he saw that they weren't saying a complete halal, they were only saying partial halal. He saw, oh, this is a minog. This is a minog, right? It's not a regular halal. It's just a minog dekal. It's a customary halal. Vaharaya, do not sing the whole halal. Therefore, Elohim, he didn't stop. them. Tana, Yochid lo Yashchil, an individual should not go ahead and say halal. By right, should not really say halal on Rosh, on Rosh Chodesh, but if he started, he could finish. The way, this is incredible because the way that the halacha ends off ultimately again is by telling us that halacha lemaisa, there is biblical halal, and biblical halal is when. Biblical halal is when, is on days of deliverance slash biblical yamim tovim, the 18 slash 21 days we just read. There is no such concept of halal on Rosh Chodesh. Halal on Rosh Chodesh says the Gemara is say. So just let's, 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 fi, let's close the loop very quickly. So, saying, so remember again, so why is this important for us? Because that's why there's only one day where the entire Ma'amad service is canceled. What's the only one day where that happens? Only one day? Rosh Chodesh? Teves. Why? Because what do you have on Rosh Chodesh Teves? You have halal. But what kind of halal? Halal is what? Hal of Which is biblical halal? Carbon Musaf, Carbon Musaf associated with what? Rosh Chodesh and Carbon Eitzim. Sim. But let's see, for example, Rosh Chodesh Nisan, which also has halal, Carbon Musaf, and Carbon Eitzim. Sim. You don't cancel the entire mind, but Why not? Because the halal of Rosh Chodesh Nisan, I will say is what? Is what? Yeah, is a minog. And I will say, this is how the Shulchan Arach Paskins and Simin Tov Chuf Beisib Beis. Very quickly, just listen to this. The Korim Hallel Bedilog. On Rosh Chodesh, this is why we only say a partial halal. What we call, we skip pieces of halal. Ben B'yachid, Ben Mitzibor. We only go ahead and say a partial halal. So i will say, why is that? The Shulchan Arach says, ultimately again, in the because ultimately again, it's only a minog on Rosh Chodesh. Listen to this. Listen to so this Nikimar says, so this is the Shulchan the, Ramb- the Paskins, like the Rambam, that there is only a minute to read, Hal- only a to read and for the Mechaber Paskins you don't say a bracha on halal by Rosh Chodesh, which is in fact how the Sephardim paskin, right? Sephardim do not make a bracha on halal on Rosh Chodesh because halacha l'maysa, it is only a minog. The Ramah comes along and says, no. elu. The Ramah says, no, our minog, minog Ashkenaz is, we go ahead and we make a bracha, Ibn Harbosa. I just want to point out, so first of all, fa- fascinating machlokes So I just want to point out, everyone is agreeing that halal on Rosh Chodesh is a minog. The proof to that is we don't say a complete halal. The machlokes is then, do you make a bracha on that halal, not make a bracha on that halal? The mechaber paskins, we don't make a bracha on that halal because we don't make a bracha on minhagim. On minhagim. Now I will say the Ramah disagrees, and the Ramah says we do make brachos on minhagim. Now I will say where do you see that you make a bracha on minhagim? This is incredible. Where do you see you make a bracha on minhagim? Get ready for this. The Shartzian says I'll tell you make a bracha on minhagim. Greatest bracha on minhagim we make yom tivsheni. We make brachos on yom tivsheni. I will say why do we keep yom tivsheni? What does the Gemara say? Minog avosino biadeno. So that Ramos says, "Don't tell me that we don't make brachas amin hagim. We make a whole slew of brachas amin hagim. So if you can make all of the brachas on Yom Tov Sheni, Kiddush, Shemona Esrei, everything else, then of course you can make a bracha on Halal on Rosh Chodesh." So I will say. But bottom line, everyone agrees that Halal on Rosh Chodesh is a minog. haraya, it's an incomplete halal, Svardim won't make a bracha. Ashkenazim will make a bracha. Shkayach. Thank you.